Hello, thanks for stopping by Liberty Sessions, where we unpack one woman's entrepreneurial journey to help another woman launch her own. I'm your host, Netta Jones. Please join me as we start liberating dreams one episode at a time. Liberty listeners, welcome to the second half of my conversation with Devin Graciano of Use Me Hair. If you haven't yet listened to the first half of my conversation with Devin, please do so. She tells a great story about how she used her expertise and her newfound position as a mother to parlay it into a business and a product. Hey, Liberty listeners, we're back with Devin and part two of her awesome interview. And we're going to focus a little bit on social media. Um, I mentioned in, I guess, two episodes ago, we talked about how we're going to, these next five um, episodes are really going to, or interviews rather, are really going to focus on social media. So you guys sort of have a way to categorize these interviews and learn even a little bit more than we've been giving you in the past. So hang on. You're about to learn some good stuff. All right, Devin. So social media is no longer something we can sort of opt in or out of. Like brands really need to, even if you just pick a single platform, you need to spend some time developing relationships, developing your tribe, um, connecting with your consumer, honing in on that target market. Um, What have you identified as the best platform or platforms for your particular demographic? Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Hands down. Hands down. And that just has to do with me not spending so much time investing in social media myself or personal. I never got into Snapchat. Yeah. I kind of make fun of it because my my daughter uses Edward's Snapchat just to make videos and faces. And I never yeah. understood it. So I feel like I'm old. Like, what is this <laughs> new gimmick? Yeah. Um, so Instagram is something that I really embraced. And I kick myself now because when I was constantly on on the road for uh, working for a large uh, hair corporation, one of my coworkers came to me and said, hey, Deb, there's this new thing out and it's going to be huge. You need to get on it. And there's this thing called a hashtag. And I looked over at him and I said, a what? Yeah. <laughs> and so at that time, I, I created a I created this image in my head that it was silly. So I thought it was funny to create horrible hashtags that were four sentences long, uh-huh. making a mockery of it. Uh-huh. And I'm kicking myself now because there's so much I could have tackled if I took it serious. Um, but we didn't know. I mean, just, we didn't know. Cause there, and there's going to be more that we don't know. So totally. I think the lesson is like, a, we don't know. So have some grace for yourself. But two, like try things out, you know, oh, and, yeah. and see if there's something to it. Yeah, absolutely. So I love Instagram. I think number two important. Uh, The second importance is YouTube because we're living in a video world. People are now shying away from even liking a picture because they don't want to double tap something. They just want to keep scrolling. So I see through my impressions of the business side of Instagram, I see, you know, it has – 
20,000 impressions, but it only has, you know, so many likes. But then a lot of those impressions drove sales to the website. So it's not necessarily that somebody sees your content and they don't like it. It's we're getting ADD. We're getting ADHD on our phones. So um, my focus has definitely been in Instagram. So go back to the video piece. Is that on YouTube a good platform for you because you're instructing us or you're showing us how to do something in terms of styling hair or using product? Like, I think it works for a lot of different companies okay. because it's it's always prove it. Oh, okay. Let me see. Prove it. When we're, uh, I'm getting married in July and we're looking at places. Congratulations. Oh, thank yeah. you. We've been waiting for each other. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> but we're looking at places for honeymoons and we're not reading reviews and going on Instagram. We're looking at YouTube because we want to see live footage or you know, previously live. We want to see footage and we want it quicker. We want our information and our visuals all together in the quickest amount of time. And that's where YouTube comes in. I think for a while it was under the radar because it came out kind of premature. People weren't sure what to do with it. But now even for Mila, it's her go-to and she's our future. Our kids are our future and they're already instilled with video. So we have to think uh, relevant and we have to think future. And that's video and then whatever else is going to come out. Sure. Because yeah. <laughs> there's something next. And when you um, – your Instagram is beautiful. I mean, it's very sort of visually curated. Is that Thank something you. that was important to you in that it sort of was part of the brand or an extension of the brand? I mean, it it looks like your brand. It looks like the bottles. Thank yeah. you. Well, that was help from my friend friend, Carefree Chris, she Mm -hmm. goes by, Chris Marlene. So we found each other on purpose, but it was a coincidence Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And for me, I'm very sporadic. My personal Instagram is all over the place and that's how my mind is. So that's me and I love it. Um, When I was talking to her about Instagram, she was telling me, you know, when you look at Instagram, think that you're flipping through a magazine. Yeah. It has a tone. It sets a mood. And that's how you want to think of this. It needs to be aesthetically pleasing for the eye. And she was guiding me to it. And for me, I'm all or nothing. So my house, when I was growing up, everyone always said, all of my homes are hospitals. Like they're so clean (laughs) and nothing's out of place. And that's how I I do have that side of me where everything has its own place. And I like it um, simple. I like it clean. You don't get lost in it because probably my brain's always in a fog. You know, I'm always all over the place. So why not find a place of refuge? So with Use Me, it was her guidance to get me to where it's at today and to kind of uh, map it out that way. So my eye has also triggered that. So when I find, um, uh, when I'm working on images or a photo shoot or what have you, that my eye is now looking for it. And what do you do to match those beautiful images with content, copy content? So is it kind of whatever you're in the mood to hear or write about, or are you giving tips or information? What is it that you're giving your audience, potential audience, current customer? What is it that you're giving them through Instagram? Okay. What I'm currently doing is finding one object within that image And it has a purpose. So I want to talk about it. And I know about it beforehand. So I want to be um, 
approachable in the sense mm-hmm. of throwing in little things of, you know, it's Wednesday and I'd rather be in this hammock. Okay. Yeah. Something like that because people can get it and they do too. Um, but when I'm talking about the product, I'm going to have an agave plant in the corner and I'm going to tell you information about agave. And then I'm going to twist it and say, here's the benefits with this product, why it's infused with agave. So I'm bringing really uh, useful information. I'll do a little uh, life tip or a life joke. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to give you something useful. You can walk away and be like, oh, I did not know that. And so you learn something. And that's the only platform where you're doing that. So you're not also doing that somewhere on your website. You're really focusing that on Instagram and building that voice on Instagram. So we have the like lazy, playful, oh, she's cool and easy breezy on the Wednesday or whatever it is. But then we also have these very informative tips that really evidence that you're an expert, that you know what should go into these products. And so you're whether, whether the the follower, the the fan is aware of it or not, mm-hmm. they're they're becoming more dependent on that voice and learning from you. Absolutely. And it's kind of a funny thing because people want their information so quick and right now, but they don't have enough time or they don't want to give you enough time. So you have to think it's an elevator pitch every time you're posting. Yeah. Sounds tough. How do you or do you kind of have an editorial strategy or do you have a a map of, okay, here's the next two weeks of posts and here's what we want to say or what we want to accomplish and then somebody else will help me come come up with it? How do you manage that? Because it's crazy in the moment. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, Casey Spain. She's in Austin. So Chris, all these people. Yeah, Chris yeah. Marlene, she's in Oakland now. She used to be in Orange County or San Diego, rather. Uh, Casey Spain is a sweet, sweet soul. And I worked with her back in the day with large corporations. Okay. She's in Austin, Texas. And so um, I like to work with other women's flow. Um, uh-huh. That's came off <laughs> I like to work with where they're at in life. So Chris, I, at the time couldn't hire her full time because I'm a startup. So I would, I'm very transparent. Here's what I can afford to do, or here's what we can do. And she would do it. Well, I don't expect Now, was she, is that somebody that you saw on Instagram that you liked their Instagram? So you called them or is that somebody that is a service provider? Like this is what they do. They help you curate your Instagram. Okay. Uh, Chris, she does that. Okay. She made my packaging. She did my labels. Casey helps me, but then she got busy and I was like, what am I going to do? And so then I went back to my meditation. Am I going to have a label for this package? And then Chris was searching Instagram and she liked like 12 pictures in a row, which I don't pay attention to, but this day I did. And I clicked on her thing and it said graphic design and da, 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 da. And I was like, there she is. So we clicked. She took a train into, I live in uh, Orange County. She took a train up to Orange County. We met, we were like, we worked brilliant together Mm -hmm. and she, that's how we started working together. But I don't expect her, she's not on full-time payroll. So she needs to pick up her other job. So I reached back out um, to Casey because I saw on Facebook, she's changing up her routine and she wants to do freelance right at the same time. So I'm like, Casey, help me again, please. (laughs) So Casey is doing that. So I've taken my style tips from Chris. Casey says, here's what we need to do. You need to tell more of a story. 
you need a storyline. Like, yeah, I was stressed out. And how much of that comes from you and how much of that comes from her? Because obviously, as the founder, you want to continue to develop that voice and the tone. Right. But you need the support and the help Mm -hmm. to get it done. Right. So how have you guys found a balance? Well... She well, maps. Have, it. have you found a balance? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> the question of the of my life, actually. So um, Casey will say this week. Here's we need to focus on flowers. Okay, and she'll say so during this time. Uh, why don't you do a photo shoot with you know Ed takes Mila out on dates and they're super cute. That's yeah. uh, my daughter and um, my fiance. So they go on dates and she's like, when they're getting ready for dates, like have them play with flowers or make her a flower crown or she gives me these ideas and I visualize it. And so she goes, okay, so here's here's that week. Next week, let's focus on vacations and summery hair. This week, which I still need to work on, is telling my story publicly through the Instagram mm. because a lot of people are connecting to the person behind the brand. Sure. But me, as a somewhat of an introvert, sure. it's tough to do, but I try to sneak it in with my post. So Casey really maps it out. And if I have a photographer, great. If not, I've done photography as well through the years, taking pictures of models and whatnot. So I You're do. able uh, to put that skill to good use. No, it's hard. I think. uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. And I think there's a combination of, oh, let me just curate some images that exist. And then the these need to be original. They're really about us. They're about the brand. They're about you, your daughter, you know, whatever it is. Right. How much do you infuse your personal life into it? You said that you know it's important or you're learning it's important. How much of you know, is that every one, every nine posts? Is that every 20? Is there sort of a rhyme or reason to how often you really put yourself out there as the the head of the brand? I really have to, to put so much energy behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost invisible mm. because it's, uh, that's something I still need to work on myself because I do get a ton of positive feedback. I do get uh, yeah. uplifting comments or DMs after I go live or do something of the sort. Um, I get embarrassed to put myself out there yeah. because I'm like, I just hear you. Let I this really, speak for itself. Yeah. Like, just trust me. <laughs> let me push it but, out there. But, but think about that even. Just you, you're saying, trust me. Where are you? Who are you? So it's like saying that has to be coupled with the, here I am. Hello. This is me and my cute face. And it's hard. It's hard. I I really, I really understand. But the, I can say I understand, but the advice I give as a consultant is where are you? I don't see you. Why aren't you in here? And so I, I, I get it. I get the, the, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. It is. I understand. Um, so you basically focus, I want to go back on two social media platforms. You focus on YouTube and Instagram. Do you forward anything to Twitter or Facebook or you're just like, nope, I'm not going to play in the on, on those platforms? They exist. Yeah. I just, at where I'm at with the company, yeah. I have my attention more on like my shipping department, my sales team. So like, you're doing what you can do well. Yes, okay. correct. And those will come. And people, I get opinions all the time where I need to be. And I just sure. think like, well, give me a couple more hours in the day and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. what, is it what is it about all those opinions? <laughs> those opinions could only be employed. Um, so when you think about your social media activity and the fact that you're, you are so busy and you know you need to spend time on it, what are the real goals for you of social media? Is the goal 
to convert people to sales? I mean, obviously you're a business, Ultimately. but what is it that you're really going after? I want to imagine aha moments when people see the product. I want to imagine that's what fuels me. That's why I love being a hair educator. I love the eyes going big and mm -hmm. the jaws dropping saying, oh my gosh, I get it. Yes. Where has this been? And now I actually can get it. I yes. get it and now I can go get it. Yes. Yeah. So that is really what I'm trying to do is be in as many phones as possible, imagining that response on okay. their end. So my goal is I... I, yeah, I'm a business. Ultimately, you want sales, but really, I like to feel that aha. And so, these tips are really important for you. Absolutely, being able to give those tips and understanding of uh, either a product that's in the, an ingredient, rather that's mm -hmm. in the product, or something that they can do for their hair or for their busy right. lifestyle around their hair. Right. And and my my brand, I really want people to understand you don't have to sit in the mirror for hours to to look beautiful because we carry ourselves different when we get ready. Sure. Somebody's beautiful no matter what. Poor Ed sees me haggard most yeah. of the time because I'll be working from home or a mess everywhere. Um, but when you do get dressed up, your shoulders go back. Mm -hmm. You take a different step when you walk. Mm -hmm. But what I've also been through in my life is knowing that beauty is already instilled in you. Mm -hmm. And so aesthetically, you don't need to work on yourself for hours. Go out and live life because you were given life. So go live it. Hmm. I love that that's at the core of your brand as a beauty brand. Like that's, that's got to be a big distinguisher and, um, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't, I, I actually can't wait to tell my own daughter about this product because of that, because I just think that's such a different story and one that's, they're not getting enough of. Um, you. you have talked about really wanting to give your followers on, on social in particular, these aha moments. What's the difference for you or do you approach anything differently when you think, okay, I have people that I want to aggregate. I want to bring into our social media kind of um, tribe. But then I also want to really activate my current followers, those people who they've had five aha moments. Now go buy the product already. Right. Like, how, do you do anything on social media, whether it's a promotion or a coupon or anything to activate those people? Okay. That, that's something that I'm currently working on. And okay. I have a good friend of mine, Confessions of a Hairstylist, Jenny Streeby. She's fabulous with a social great name. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But we get a lot of heart-to-hearts together. And she really does help to support me and to drive me and kind of push, pushes me out the door. Like, you need to do this, you know, as far as social media goes. So um, I don't want to say that this is what works as far as activation and all of that, because it's still something that I'm trying to get through myself. However, I will say it is um, the plan is doing more live not just okay. stories. And I hide behind my stories because I think, well, if I don't like it, I'll just push sure. the X. Sure. But if I go live, I'm first in line to get viewed and I can have more interaction. Now, it's always frightening because it's like you're throwing a party and is anyone going to show up? Yeah. And so it's like, well, what do you do if there's only one person yeah. looking at you? But at the same time, that's why I'm here is to talk to that one person. Yeah. So it's going to be more of that live content. 
as well as like your flash sales or your quick opportunities through um, the Instagram stories. Okay. Those are good tips. And I think you're absolutely right. More and more people are spending time doing, having that live engagement um, on Instagram in particular, because they're finding, I think that people want something that's, that you had to show up to participate in. You had to show up and be there. It's not something I can go back and look at. They want that more intimate moment. And the more, um, the more of a fan they are, I'm not sure how, the more loyal they are to you, the more likely they'll be, um, that they'll be to show up in those moments. That's who we want to talk to. Like those are the people that yes. we can have, that can have the most impact on our company with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And those are the people that I learned from. Sure. Those are the hairstylists when I was doing education classes there. You could tell what kind of a class it's going to be. I'm not going to look at the one who was tortured to be there and their arms are crossed and they're yeah. saying, Ugh. I'm looking at the ones that are hungry. They're leaning forward and they want to see like, how did you do that? And I get to invite them up and in my space. Yeah. Those are the ones I want to focus on. And those are the ones that are going to teach me more about what I can do better. And that's such a good lesson for us in general when it comes to social media. It's so, it's easy to say, I don't care about the numbers, but it's, you, you do, you do feel like, am I doing okay? Like, is anybody out there? If a tree falls in the woods kind of concept. And, and I think that that yeah. tells us something. So if we're honest, we're saying, well, this tells us that people are showing up, but I think what you said that's so valuable and, and just truth is that you have to talk to the people that are already there. They've already raised their hands. They've right. already leaned in. They've already said, I'm here. I'm showing up for you. I'm interested in what you have to say. And aggregating new people is important, but don't forget the people that are there. Right. And I believe that if you treat them with the respect that they're due, and this is doing what I say, not what I do, but if you treat them with the respect that they're due, that they'll go out and get people for you. Oh, they, yeah. They'll share your information. Absolutely. They'll be your mouthpiece for you. Um, okay. So you've talked about starting this up. We know that you're a busy mom. You've got a wedding coming up. How is it that you're keeping sane and what is it that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's putting pen to paper with a journal or an app or anything that you use? Um, just kind of give us your cheat sheet. What's what's okay. a day in the life of with like tools and, and apps and things like that? Okay. So I really have been trying to tap into um, keeping up with my apps of like my fitness pal. I mm -hmm. first have to take care of myself before I can take care of my family or my company. So I need sanity. That's coffee, running, hot yoga. Okay. <laughs> in that, Usually in that order. In that yeah. order. <laughs> By the minute. Like I that it. is it. If I get that done in the beginning of my day, because I am a morning person, but even if not, I don't, it drives me nuts that Ed works out on his lunch break. How do you do it? Like yeah. I cannot stop once I start working. Yeah. He needs it because he has a high pressure job. Yeah. But I get it done at the beginning of the day. I, the apps that Chris had told me about was Planoly yep. for my Instagram. Yep. I love it. If I didn't have it, I would be like getting even more gray hair than I already <laughs> have. Yeah. So I love Planoly. I love Canva. 
Uh-huh. Canva really helps me. I I have um, Canva is underused. We like Canva is. too, and I'm shocked how many people don't know about it. Yeah, it is so cool. Yeah, so just for those listening, Canva is just a great graphic design tool. It's a way for you to create things for social media, create actual hard copy or or what am I trying to say? Yeah. Hard copy, um, invitations, whatever. There's so many things Facebook you can do with ads. it. And for the most part, it's free. I mean, you might run into a theme or something you that you like that's 99 cents, but for the most part, you can do everything for free. It's also, I've learned a great tool to visually articulate to somebody who's good at what they do, <laughs> what you want them to do. I did that with my labels. Yeah. I said, yeah. let me just do this real quick on Canva. It's not going to look pretty, but this is what I mean. Yes. And it worked. I also have fallen in love with the app uh, Photoshop. Is it Lightroom? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. It's so easy to use. You can, I don't like change bodies, but like. (laughs) (laughs) But if you knew how, I'm just saying you could tell us. I mean, I wouldn't hold it against you. (laughs) Yeah, no, but But, just to, just to, just to brighten things up a bit. Yes. No, it's a fantastic tool and I use it just about every day. Okay. Those are some good tips and we'll make sure that those are in the show notes. So one thing I wanted to ask you and, and your story as a single mom to date, because that's going to change soon, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think is an important one, you know, statistically women are entering entrepreneurship at, um, a record pace. Mm -hmm. We're outpacing men two to one, but we're also, failing at record pace or not succeeding. And and the reason I say not succeeding versus failing is I'm really realizing how much of that statistic is skewed by women who are opting out themselves, who said, you know what, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Or just, um, you know, one in five um, businesses succeeds. One in five succeeds, not fails. So I think we just as human beings, we have a lot going against us as, as, as small businesses, as entrepreneurs. But I also think that we need to scaffold women and help them a little bit more, um, a lot more to, to be able to go out and create these, uh, futures for themselves and live into their purpose and their calling as you and I had already discussed earlier. What do you think we need to be doing to support that so we can change that statistic? I think it comes down to motivating each other and keeping mm-hmm. each other uplifted. So as you mentioned, two to one women are being entrepreneurs, but they're failing. But that used to be the men's statistic. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs fail before they succeed. And there's no telling how many times you fail before you succeed. So if something fails, it's either a brilliant idea, but it's too uh, – Before it's, it's too, time. Before it's time. Yeah right? Or, you know, you have another idea that's brewing, that's going to be even better. And that was a stepping stone. So it's understanding that if something fails, you're not a failure. It's just go back to the drawing board. Is this worth pursuing? And what I'm realizing is, and looking back at my life, ask yourself, are you willing to give up your life to see this succeed? Mm. And ask yourself that before you get started. And like I mentioned earlier, I did not have friends. My friends were my coworkers because that's what I made time for. Mm-hmm. I was there at opening until close. I was willing to clean the floors and I still am. Mm-hmm. I still sweep the floors and I still do all of mm-hmm. that nitty gritty stuff. I am 
willing to tell Mila, I can't make it to your walkathon, but I'll be at your party. Mm-hmm. So I'm choosing. Okay. But I go into it with a plan. This is what I'm keep. This is my, my comfort zone of what I'm able to do for myself and my sanity as well. Um, before you're making that entrepreneur step, realize, uh, I thought it was so cool. The statistic for the Starbucks guy, what was it? He got denied of a loan like 523 times before it passed. I think women, as much as people joke and say I was a man in my past life because I can be so like cold and just to the point, um, I'm still a female and organically we, we don't always think first. Our emotions drive us. Mm -hmm. So for a woman, they might hear no 42 times and they say it's a failure, mm-hmm. but a man is willing to go 546 times or whatever the number is. Sure. So it's knowing what your personal limit is and how determined you are in succeeding. So when you hear that a woman has this brilliant idea, tell her, even though like sometimes I get into myself because I am an introvert. If I'm in a, a stranger's room of five women and there's already clicks, I'm, I've always been the nerd with the Casio watch. Like I have nothing in common. Like my blonde hair now, it's because I have gray hair and it's too much to do my brown. Um, but uh, I've I've never really felt like I fit in. So I would always stay quiet. But it's interesting that I found my platform literally on a platform to share with people and touch people that way. But now if I hear that somebody wants to try something, my aunt called me, what do you think about this type of a little farm restaurant idea? I'm like, you go do it. Like, I know what you've been through. And if that's what you want to do, you don't know until you try. And it goes back to how I was raised. You don't know until you try. And giving, it sounds like giving uh, women, each other and yourself permission to try and try and try and try again and making it, um, when you talked about the Starbucks, uh, the founder, the, the founder, um, what's his name? Schwartz, which is, um, anyway, but when you talked about him and I thought, oh, that's so true. If, you know, if a woman gets rejected five times, it's, oh no, is it me? It's Have personal. I done something versus I think a man is just like, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. Wait until you, it's just timing. It's whatever. And it's not to say that men don't feel rejected and women aren't able to articulate things not at all. and intellectualize things. It's not always emotional. But I think it's, we've been socialized in that sort of way. And so we sort of accept it to be true. Oh, that, that failing perhaps is because she's not thinking, you know, like a man or being strategic or whatever. But also women usually have, not all of them, but a lot of women have two jobs. Mm -hmm. So that is domestic Mm -hmm. and that is their home and their family. So they feel like, well, if I failed at this entrepreneur path, I still have a full-time job and that's domestically. And it's, it's a lot of pressure on both sides. So when you feel that pressure and you can't breathe and you're having anxiety, that's the point where I take this from the double wears Prada. That's like my favorite movie where the guy is like, you know, when your life is falling apart, that's when you're due for a raise. Yeah. You know? So (laughs) I always think when I'm getting anxiety, I can't make it back to get Mila to school. Like, what am I doing? And then I have, you know, oh, I have this interview and then I have, you know, I just came from work the other way and now I have to go here. I think if if that is my day, I'm not going to create anxiety. I shift my mind and I say, okay, that's where opportunity is going to just flood. Mm-hmm. So mindset. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. Um, and when we create that opportunity or when we shift that, then we're completely present rather than I think it's really easy for women to be, you know, for anybody, I guess, to be elsewhere. But mm -hmm. when you're completely present, you're aware of, is there opportunity? If you right. sat here and were thinking about your daughter and how quickly, I hope you're not thinking, but how quickly you could get out of this interview, <laughs> then you're not, you're not being present with us. And there may be something that we're saying, that you're saying, something in our conversation offline that triggers something for you or creates an opportunity or an introduction. So if we're not completely there, I think we miss those moments. There was something that um, I just want to touch on that I thought was really, really important and it, and it was subtle. But it was really important that you said that you sat down with your daughter and you said, I'm going to be here for this, but I'm not going to be here for this. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you're able to then not all 26 items on the kid's calendar becomes a failing. Correct. It's more like there are five times I'm going to be there. Okay. I'm not going to be at the jogathon because who cares? Um, <laughs> but, yeah. lot, but no, seriously, no, I don't want to sit no, there no, for but three even hours. They don't care. Like right. I, some, I've done this with my son and got all my friends who did the jogathon. I love you. Thanks for your hours and dedication to our school. But, um, but if he doesn't care, we'll just talk about my son for a second, then I don't need to have that extra pressure. We can just say, and this was a tip that I heard from a speaker. So I didn't, I didn't make this up or learn this myself. But it was look at the calendar and just say which things are really, really important for you. And there are some things that aren't. In fact, there are some things that they're like, please don't come to that. I don't right. really want you with the mom's book, whatever. Um, but I really, really want you here. And then the what I carve out time for is important to them. It's important to us. If I said everything you do is important, and it is, I mean, I, watching them breathe is important. Oh, yeah. So it's not, it's not about what, you know, the, the value of time with your child. It's just what is it that's going to work for us as a family and as a, as a team? How, how is this going to work? And what means something to you? And I will be there and I will commit to that. Right. Now I don't have 26 times that I've failed. I have five times that I have to carve out. And you can be present yeah. for those times. Yes. Yeah. So, so it, you said that, and I just wanted to make a, just a case for it, I guess, because I think it's so important. Thank um, so thank you for that. I feel like there's so many nuggets in this, uh, but I can't wait for people to listen. But we're not letting you off the hook yet. We've got <laughs> okay, our fun yeah. little quick six, which is how we wrap up every interview. So I'm going to ask you six questions and just whatever comes to mind. Answer. Okay. So do you prefer a nine to five or a flex schedule? Flex. I, I, maybe once or twice we get a schedule person. Um, <laughs> vacationing in the mountains or the beach? Oh, the beach. Yeah. Your, your Instagram looks like the beach. Um, <laughs> do you like working from home or office? Home. Why? It's cozy. And that's just my first reaction because sometimes- and it's clean, we've it's learned. It's clean. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I can't yeah. work at home because it's like, that needs yes. my attention. That needs my attention. But sometimes yeah. I, I do need the office yeah. because I need different energy. Yeah. But I get more done if I'm home. If you're home. Okay. Um, working alone or with a team? What's your preference? I love teamwork. You do? Yeah. I, uh, do you I need know to be alone I, to all the think time. about? Yeah. And people know when I need alone time because I don't, I don't sugarcoat it. I say, you know what? Just give me a minute. Let me just do me and I'll be right back with you. That's great. It's good, but I good love to be able to do teamwork. that. How long did it take you to get to be able to say that? A 
it took me a long yeah. time. Yeah. Let's be honest, ladies. Yep. It took a long time. But I, that's one of the best things that I've done in my life yeah. is learn personal boundaries, healthy boundaries. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then I think it's the favorite, or I mean, it is the favorite question, but it's the hardest question. No, actually the next question is the favorite, but it's the hardest question. Thai or Mexican food? Mexican. Oh, not even a hesitation? No. Oh. <laughs> but it's, I, I'm vegan now. So it's like, what can I eat? I just go back nostalgia. Like I should choose Thai, yeah. but I grew up loving Mexican okay. food. So I just, in the interview I did before <laughs> this one, there's a new Mexican restaurant opening on like Mateo and 7th in the arts district downtown. So it's a little bit of a haul for you, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you when it's open and I'll join you there for yes. a vegan cocktail or whatever, oh, whatever vegans do, do or drink. <laughs> Um, no meat juice. And I don't know what's in the, in a cocktail, but they, they have, um, they're famous for their sweet potato taco and it's, oh, really? yeah, and it's every vegan I know is like obsessed with it. Cause it's, it's a truck that goes through the arts district and now it's really? turning into a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, that'll Actually, be, fun. and I think it's going to be a big deal. Ryan Seacrest was talking about it oh, the other day. Um, he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> Ryan knows. Hashtag Ryan knows. Um, so what does it mean to you to be liberated? This podcast is called Liberty Sessions. Um, our brand is Liberty. We're hoping to liberate women, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. through entrepreneurship. What does it mean for Devin to be liberated? It was when I made peace with myself and showed myself love. That made me become liberated. Hmm. With that, loving myself and I think that's a lot of people, they think they might love themselves, but when there's tests, like life tests, it's questioned. Or what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? Or what, you know, and and who you are gets questioned. Mm. But yeah, when you have peace with yourself mixed with that love, that peace lets you sleep at night. Mm. And it really does because every step of my journey, I didn't always have peace. And I was, I became very physically ill from all the worrying that I had. But once I had peace, I was able to make those healthy choices to say it's okay to have healthy boundaries because I love myself and I want to be sane. I want to be present. And I am able to sleep every single night unless if Mila's sick. Yeah. Mila. Oh, Mila. <laughs> oh, I, Mila. I have a hashtag Mila knows. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so it is peace and love. That's great. I love that answer. Devin, thank you for being with us. This has been such a fun. I knew from that first woohoo that this was going to be a a fun (laughs) podcast. Thank you so much. And Liberty listeners, we will have all the tips and tricks from Devin and we will have a link to the line. So you guys will be able to buy all four hair products. Um, Until next week, we'll see you later. Bye. Liberty Sessions is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Liberty Sessions on Apple Podcast. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping you to launch and grow your own ventures. You can also find us every day on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Liberty For Her. And please leave a comment using the hashtag Liberty Sessions. 
We want to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and brilliant ideas. Liberty Sessions is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Windham and music by Jordan Flower. 